Yo, yo, what's good? Welcome to Time with Trey. You know who it is. Get ready to be awakened. Sit back, relax, and let's go. Hi, guys. I'm sorry I haven't been able to make a podcast lately. Just a lot has been happening, and um, but I'm here now, and I am very, I don't want to say excited, but I'm kind of, I'm a little nervous, so like nervous excitement for this podcast. Um, I miss you all so very much. There is, there's nothing I wouldn't do to see you guys, truthfully. I'm just so blessed to be your friend. Um, so today, I just want to give you a little bit of a warning. Today, this podcast is really kind of on the sadder side. So if you really don't want to be bummed out or if you don't want to listen to it, I completely understand. But this is something I've read about um, online that says, really just get it out there. Stop hiding it and um, just talk about it. Maybe you'll feel better. So I'm going to give it a try um, to know that you guys are listening. And maybe I can try to be a little bit open about some of the stuff I'm going through. So again, if you do not want to be bummed out, hit pause, cancel, whatever, just slide out of the app that you're using and and don't even worry about listening. And I'm not going to be offended at all. But for those who kind of want to understanding of what goes on inside of someone's mind um, who deals with anxiety and depression this podcast is for you or if you just want to know what I go through um, just as a friend to see kind of some of the stuff that I have to go through then I encourage you to stay but again if you don't want to please I'm not gonna be offended the reason for this podcast today was I had probably one of the worst easily one of the worst anxiety attacks that I've had in my entire life um the first one I had like the top the worst anxiety attack I had was when I was in um stingers and we were all sitting like we went to a bro dinner and we were sitting there and I remember just getting completely overwhelmed with just just everything that was happening in there and I remember just kind of blacking out and then walking. I can remember little moments of myself walking back to the dorm room and then just laying in my bed. But today was a little bit more real. It was a little bit more vivid. Um, and I'm still kind of feeling the effects of it. So this is something I just wanted to kind of get off my chest and to talk about. Today, I had an anxiety attack. Um, and it really, people ask, Trey, where do they come from? Um, what's your trigger? What's what like doctors and everybody wants to know what happened, what happens right before you get it. Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes there is no trigger. Sometimes it's your mom just simply yelling at you while she's on the phone. Uh, today, my mom was on hold with, um, I don't know, like Wells Fargo because she's trying to get a loan for our new house. And she was on hold, and I asked her a question, and she just ripped me a new one. And all of a sudden, I just felt my chest get tight, and I couldn't breathe. And I remember I, I, I started to shake a little bit. And so I went upstairs, and I just completely had one of the worst panic attacks I've had in my life. Or anxiety attack. I'm not, we're not really sure what to call it. Um, so... I I get into my room, I shut my door, I lay in my bed, and I just remember, I just remember shaking and crying and trying to slow my breathing down. Let me explain this to you. It's, 
it's like there is three weighted blankets sitting right on top of your chest, like right right in the center of where your rib cage meets. For guys, it's right in that center pec, like right where your solar plexus. There's just like a 300 pound weight sitting right there. Your body begins to shake uncontrollably. Your breathing starts to become sporadic. You're on the verge of, uh, of wanting to cry and not being able to breathe enough. You try to slow your breathing down. You try to take deep breaths. It, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I remember I came upstairs and I laid my head down on my pillow and I, I covered my head over with a blanket so it was dark and I wouldn't have to see the light because the light hurts when you're going through a, your panic attack. And I tried to take three deep breaths and I said, it's okay, it's okay. You're not, you're not in danger. You're not, you're not hurting. It's okay. You're going to be okay. And I continued to tell myself this because that's what I read works. I'm like, if, if you continue to tell yourself that you're okay, everything is fine, your panic attack will will, will loosen or will, will kind of ease up. But actually, the contrary happened today. I told myself, it's okay. You're not upset. You're, you're not hurting. Everything is okay. Don't panic. Just relax. And as I continue to tell myself that, I started getting more and more worked up because I'm like, Trey, I'm telling you, you're okay. You're okay. Why aren't you coming down? Why aren't you coming down? And your body continues to elevate, your stress and your anxiety continues to elevate, and you're sitting there crying and shaking, and you just don't know what to do. That's what a panic attack feels like. It is just a complete, essentially, it's your mind's way of protecting itself, to send you into this overdrive of saying, you gotta, you got to get out of here, you got to get out of here. For most of the time, I mean, it varies for different panic attacks. Obviously, this one for me, like I said, was definitely a heavier or um, a stronger panic attack or anxiety attack. I'll use those words interchangeably. But um, I, I say that because the effect of that panic attack that happened or anxiety attack that happened today at 5 o'clock I'm still feeling the effects of it at 11.46 p.m. So it's, and here's what I'll say. As I was laying there, it literally felt like five seconds had gone by. And then I hear my dad yelling my name to come get dinner. And I'm like, dad, I can't eat. I just, I don't feel good. And I looked at my phone. I had spent an hour and 15 minutes shaking and crying. And it went by so quickly. Me just just sitting there crying and my brain just it just blacked out and then that hour that and then this higher hour and 15 minutes passed i read a quote that said anxiety is the cousin visiting from out of town that depression felt obligated to bring to the party and i am the party friends i I need to be more open about how I'm feeling. I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling because I miss you all. I'm struggling because I don't feel like I have friends, at least not here, not around me. I struggle with anxiety and depression. I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and severe anxiety disorder. I, I'm on medicine, 
just to try to cope. Let me tell you, this is something I try to share with my dad and my family and try to educate them. Seriously, it's I pray to God to be normal. Just like one of you, I pray that I don't have to deal with this. I don't have to bear this burden. I mean, the only way I can get up and function is by taking my medicines to even start to feel halfway better. What I'm saying to you is that most mornings, most days, I can't get out of bed. It's not because I'm lazy. It's not because I stayed up too long. It's because I seriously cannot. My body and my mind doesn't want to have to go through another day. It doesn't want to have to deal with all the junk and the heaviness and the burdens in life. So I start my mornings not wanting to even be awake, praying not to have to wake up the next morning. And then you go throughout your entire morning, you go through your entire day walking around just trying to be okay. And then you get hit with anxiety, you get hit with more depression, you get hit with a bunch of stuff, you know? And your doctor's like, Trey, when you have these anxiety attacks, oh, just take more of these medicines. Oh, here's some extra medicine for when it's really bad. Why does it have to be really bad? Why does it have to be really bad? That's my question. And then... You go throughout your day, you survive. Mentally, you're exhausted. Emotionally, physically, spiritually, you're exhausted. You get back in bed, and insomnia takes over. You just see the clock. You can hear the clock just ticking. You can't sleep, no matter how tired you are, because your mind is coming up with a thousand mistakes that you've made that day. It's reminding you of the silly, stupid error that you said in class. It's it's the project that you've got due in three months. It's the friend who's mad at you. It's you replaying every single conversation you've had with every single person. I can't get out of bed because my anxiety holds me hostage inside of my own house, inside of my own head. It's a shapeshifter. Seriously, anxiety and depression is a shapeshifter. One day, it's a tiny ladybug. It's a tiny ladybug that's just creeping on a leaf. And the next day, it's the entire tree. There is no rhyme. There is no reason. There is no. There is no trigger. There is no. There is no understanding why this is happening to me, except for that it's happening to me. And people say, try to just make plans, go out there and have fun. And I make those plans, and I try to go out and have fun because I know that I'm supposed to go out, and I know that I'm supposed to have fun. But I can't. I don't want to. I'm doing it because I know that I should. Everyone says, Trey, bro, happiness is just a decision. It's a decision. 
You can make the choice. It's mind over matter, as my parents tell me. It's mind over matter, bro. Just think of the good things. Think of this. Think of that. And this is where the Christian side of me starts to turn evil and starts to turn and turn against me of Trey. God is a great God. He's a perfect God. He's a holy God. You should find your joy in him. You should find joy in living because of him. But the problem is I can't find joy in living. In this moment, in this, in this, for the past year and a half, two years, I have been walking and taking each step day by day. I can't find joy. I can't find happiness. And the brief moment of happiness that I feel is like a fever. It's it, because you know that fever is going to break. You know that whatever that happiness is you're feeling is going to come crashing right back down. I'm lonely. My heart hurts. Depression. It's something I would never wish on even my worst enemy. People talk about you're too young to be depressed. You're too young to be anxious. I didn't ask for it. I don't want it. I pray every single day that God takes it. I pray every single day that I don't have to wake up. I pray that I don't have to take these medicines every single day. I just want to be gone. And this is this is where I say thank you to you guys. I know I wouldn't be here without Jesus, but I also wouldn't be here without you guys. Every single one of you has made an impact in my life. You have given me a reason to want to continue. I have to remind myself of that every single day. But it's a reason. It's a reason to tell Tommy that, you know what, bro? It's okay. We're going to get through it. I'm here for you. I love you. This biology exam, it don't matter. Chloe, you know what, homie? It's all good. Forget about them boys. Love yourself. Warner, bro, we got a lot to work on. Because <laughs> you're not very emotional. And I am. So I'm going to help you become emotional. Sarah, I love you with my whole heart. And you need to see you the way that I see you. Natalie. You're one of the kindest people I have ever met. And I need you to have a kind person in your life. So I'm going to try my stinking best. And the the rest of you, the same thing applies for the rest of you. Christian, Tommy, Warner, Miriam, all of you guys, the same thing applies. I love you all. Depression is something that I have, not something that I am. I'll wrap up with this. If you have a friend who's dealing with depression or anxiety, number one, don't tell them, ah, you'll get over it. Don't tell them it's just a phase. 
tell them you love them. Tell them you care about them. Tell them you're even praying for them. So we need it. Love you guys.